Hey everybody, before we kick off today's episode, Antonio T. Smith Jr. here, and I just want to tell all of you that if you're an avid learner of self-growth, if you want to change the quality of your life, I'm on my major events, WonderCon 2024, it's almost here. The dates are March 17th through March 22nd, that is 2024, and you can go to the website inside the show links to get to all the information there. It's in Houston, Texas. There's also a bunch of opportunity for online tickets as well. So you can watch the event live. Plus, you get the opportunity to keep the video for life as well. With an array of expert speakers, including myself, interactive workshops and a plethora of experiences, it promises to be a transformational event that you've never seen before. Please know in person, there are limited spaces available and get all the details to secure a spot on the show notes. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better, you can dominate. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Integrity Leadership Class with Mr. Reverend Reginald Paul and myself, Deanna Mitchell. How is everybody doing this evening? We do... We do ask that if you are in a position to, please turn on your camera so we can see your wonderful smiling faces and feel your amazing energy as we go through the class this evening. So Reverend Reginald, how has your day been today and how has integrity been treating you? My day was wonderful and integrity has treated me well. I've just completed phase two in my Drug court classes. I'm now on phase three, the final phase. Woo! And feels great. All right. So where would you like to start this evening? Uh, page 101. Page 101. All right. I am ready. Uh, in the first paragraph, but like towards the end, uh, I highlight to say if everyone had that basic honesty, we would not have had the scandals that rocked Wall Street and the huge meltdowns of Enron at all. Telling the truth is the first part of having an orientation toward truth. We all desire to be with honest people. So I wanted to tag that in with what we do as far as the ATS and being honest. It also says that it's a sad reality though, is that many people do lie. And in fact, depending on how we define it, most of us do at some point, at some time or another in some form or other. And they say, how are you feeling? You say fine, even though you're not. So kind of want to go off that too as far as uh, uh, when is a good time to lie or is it a good time to lie to protect somebody else? Everybody know, everybody been in this situation. So I want feedback on that as far as, okay, let me see if I can paint this picture. We in the ATS and uh, I, I guess, you know, you don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but you don't want to tell them the truth at the same time because you think you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. But telling them the truth actually wouldn't hurt the situation. But, you know, some of us as people, 
we find ourselves fixers and we don't want to let that person know, hey, uh, there wasn't a, that, that wasn't the best work. So uh, I want to hear from, from, from our people on the, on the call today. What is it? What, what, how do you, let me see how I can word this. When is a good time to, to tell somebody the truth about their work? Wow. Yeah. It's beat up session. It's beat up time today. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the floor is open. Be honest. Like Future said, I'm just being honest. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the floor is open. And we're talk again, we're talking about page 101. The title on top of that page is an orientation toward truth 101. It's talking about telling the truth or lying. And Mr. Reverend Reginald Paul asks, when is the good time to tell somebody the truth about their work? Quiet today. Hey, that's right. a <laughs> go ahead, Mr. Corey. Floor is yours. I think it'll be I think like right in the beginning. I think as the more that you go on with not telling them the truth, it causes more harm than good. And it doesn't give the person the opportunity to really grow in their process. If you're just constantly telling them lies, like, hey, you're doing great, or hey, this is great, when it's not that great. It doesn't give them the, you're basically robbing them from the opportunity to actually grow and develop themselves in the craft that they're in. So I would say like right in the beginning, but not necessarily just, it's also, I think, in the context and the wording. Um, I think it's like, it's a fine line between criticizing someone's work and actually giving them constructive criticism to say, hey, this is what I think you can do better. And um, not necessarily just saying like, you know what, your work sucks. And <laughs> um, so, you know, and that's basically it, but basically telling them, hey, this is how I think you can make it better. And really being honest with them. So that way you're not robbing them of their growth potential. That's what I'll share about that. Okay, so while, while we right there on this wave, now throw in the word integrity. <laughs> throw in the word integrity when you're doing that. Like how, how does that interrupt your integrity? Does that affect your integrity? Um, does that bring down the level of your integrity when you tell somebody the truth? Um, I think by telling by telling someone the truth, you're maintaining your, your integrity. By not telling them the truth, you're basically, you're, you, of your, you of yourself are putting yourself out of integrity. Because in that sense, you're actually not being 100% whole and complete with them and real with them to say, hey, this is what's happening. This is who you are. Because, you know, deep down, you're not really going to, you're, you're just not being real. So it decreases your into your personal integrity. 
Um, so that's what I say, how that adds to integrity there. Right. That was nice. Kind and gentle. How many <laughs> kind and gentle folks we have on this phone call? <laughs> Is everybody kind and gentle when you have to say and put your foot down and really stand ten toes to the ground on what you what you mean? You, you, you the CEO. You the head of the company. And such a is 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 wounding your company by their integrity, their character, and what you just mentioned, as far as you have an integrity to hey let that person know by being firm what they're doing and how they're doing. That is integrity. Uh, but later on in this book, it say I won't unnecessarily hurt. I'm on the same page, just at the bottom. It states that, and this is in quotation, it say, uh, I won't unnecessarily hurt someone's feelings. There is no good answer to the question. Does this just make me look fat? But I will not lie about real issues of the fact. Those are the people we most like to deal with. <laughs> but in reality, some otherwise really good people will tell lies when they help them. I once had an employee who was applying for a mortgage and wanted me to fudge on his salary level so he could get a loan. And he said, we both knew he couldn't afford the payment, so there was no issue in reality, right? The person was basically an honest, trustworthy person in, what that is? To person, interpersonality and in business, and yet this kind of line seemed okay to him. I said no, even though there was not a reality issue about whether he could pay. So I guess in that situation, those are friends like we face it today. And since being friends, hey, you gonna let me get away with this? And his integrity was, no, I can't let you get away with this. Now, you know, in today's society, when that situation happens, majority that doesn't go well. <laughs> it does not go well because, you know, uh, the, the chemistry between the two, you know, the chemistry, the, the, I've been, I've been ride or die for you, uh, for 10 years, Mike, and you can't do this one favor for me, but, but you're lying, Joe. No, it, it, look, it's not lying. It's, it's friendship. This, this is, I, I've done everything you asked me to do. Uh, we even went out last night and had a couple of drinks and we, and we know each other's families. We know each other's kids. And I need you to do this one favor. No, I can't do it. I, I just, I can't do it. So with that, you know, uh, it is how you deliver it. It is how you approach it. And keeping your integrity by doing so, by being solid and firm at the same time, that person will come back to you later on, apologize for what he was trying to do or what she was trying to do. And and, and be open for, uh, okay, how can I best serve this company? And how can we best, you know, come up with a solution that'll help all of us in return? So again, I know everybody, uh, we all saved and sanctified and, and uh, highly favored. But when it comes down to that situation, just like and they mentioned about that, hey, man, how do I look in that dress? You look a mess. You, <laughs> you, I will be the one to tell you, you look a hot mess. 
I, I'm going to, I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to tell you, you look a hot mess in that dress and that it's not you. It does not match your skin tone. It does not match you. Uh, you are embarrassing yourself. Don't worry about me. I'm just worrying about you as a friend that you need to stop it. And so I, I know that it's very important because you got to be brutally honest. You know, you can't keep it in and don't tell a person because you, you know we all do it. How you doing today, man? I'm, I'm doing <laughs> um, Minister Mitchell, you did it earlier. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing just fine, brother. No, you're not. Oh, yeah. yeah you ain't doing fine, but you just dry. You, you, you dry lies. You, you dry lies. So, so my next move is going to be how do you deal with somebody that's dry lying <laughs> in the company that's a that's 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 hurting the company? How do you approach that? I want I want to hear this is like a role play situation. I want to hear somebody show us how to approach that situation. How do you approach that employee? How you how you approach that person? I know somebody's dying to to role play with me. I'm the one that's trying to get over. I'm the one that's trying to sabotage the company. I'm the one that is going against the grain. And I need to be stopped. Is it because I, if, if I don't be stopped, I'm going to continue to do this because I know that I can get away with it. And if I can continue to get away with it, I'm just going to continue to get away with it. Because somebody be the one that has the integrity to put me in my place. I'm waiting. Put me in my place. All right. Reginald? All right, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yes, Phil. How long have you been working for us, not counting tomorrow? Well, I've been here 10 years, and tomorrow's not promised to us. Yeah, well, you're not going to be working here tomorrow. You're fired. Okay, well, that's fine. I just go draw unemployment. Good. Wish you well. All right. Thank you for all the 10 years. Go straight to the point, though. I don't think nobody's going to be as calm as me, but <laughs> I don't think uh, going to be. In my, in my experience, <laughs> most, most people know they're not doing the job. Most That's people true. know that anyway. They know it in intensely and inherently, and they're just waiting when you're going to have enough courage to get rid of them. You know, there's an old saying, hire slow, fire fast. So I heard it's better for them to move on. If they're, not, if they're not contributing, if they're not part of the team, it's better for them to move on. Now, you have a responsibility as their boss to have given them some encouragement along the way and to help them show them where the error of their ways are until you get to that point. That's part of your job as a leader. It's part of your integrity is have you let them know. But when it comes down to it, most of the people I've fired, they knew they were getting fired before I fired them. And they felt good about it. They knew they wanted to move on anyway. They just didn't have the courage to. You, you show plenty of courage, Phil. <laughs> there was quite some courage there. You're out of there. <laughs> okay. Anybody else want to try this? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, the floor is open. Minister, no, Minister Mitchell, I'm gonna pick yes, on you. Yes, sir. Huh? Because you know you got that. You got, you got that. You got that. That's so much you could put a baby to sleep. You could put a grown person to sleep. 
you can even tell a person that's in high school to start a whole team of people to go under you. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about. How would you handle this situation? That look at that smile. <laughs> <laughs> you know this ain't gonna be good. <laughs> Underestimate, huh? Oh man! <laughs> First off, I'm a CYA at all times, and mm-hmm. I hope if I hope I don't need to actually say what CYA is, mm-hmm. and I'm going to follow procedures. But I'm definitely going to follow those procedures. So come the day, it's time to say, "Hey, got to go." I'm going to be like, "Okay, look." Here's the first warning, you signed off on it. Here's the second warning, you signed off on that. Here's the third warning, you signed off on that. We did the coaching, we did the counseling, you were on probation, still no, still no, still no improvement. So I gotta let you go. Well, uh that was soft. That was soft. We had a we had a that was but that was still hard, soft. Because you proved it to them in their face with the paperwork that they did put they John Hancock on anyway. So that's a nice way. Uh, anybody had to fire somebody before? And it didn't go as kind? Satish? <laughs> you ever had to let somebody go over there with yet? And they didn't agree with your, they didn't agree with your integrity? They, they they tested your integrity. They 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 stuck their chest out and was firm on all the mistakes that they was making and said you didn't give them a fair chance. How did you? Where was your integrity? Yes, sir. But I did it in a little different way. I actually promoted that person to the next level and made <laughs> him handle his team. You know, so. I was not very comfortable to fire that person, but I promoted him. Actually, that person still works for the company and he's doing a better job. Something told me to call on you because I know how you you put everything. I, I just know if you get on the whiteboard and write something, I'm like right there at the board, like my nose is at the board because I stole your circle of trust thing, by the way. I just want you to know that I use that in my training with people on the phone. That circle of trust was awesome. So that's why I wanted to pick on you today because I know you have a different angle at things, you know, and that one kind of took my socks off. I got one sock on right now because I don't think I've never seen that move done before. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've seen that move done before. And hey, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to write that one down because I was in a position to hire and fire people too. But promoting them, yeah. And they actually got better, didn't they? Entire my management told me I'm doing a mistake. And they exactly told me the way Phil said, hire slow, fire fast, right? But I did took a risk uh, of promoting that person and he's doing a wonderful job after that. Yeah. Sometimes giving more responsibility brings more recognition for them and that serves their ego and they become 
they will become your slave. Use your enemies as your footstool, huh? <laughs> Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, and another technique is you get up out of your chair, you sit them literally in your chair, you come around the desk and you say, now, you're sitting in my chair, you're looking at this from my perspective. Here's my perspective. Lay it out to them and then say, how would you handle it? I'm taking that one too. <laughs> I like that one too. I like that one too. Cause you know, we got some generous hearts. We didn't, we didn't read so happy and so grateful. And, and we didn't been given second chances our own self. So at times we do put ourselves in a position and feel what you just demonstrated was putting yourself in that person's shoes and letting them make the decision. And, and I want to say, hopefully that their integrity shows that they should be brutally honest, like we were talking about. And if they are not performing to their level, then uh, they should make the right choice. Yeah, and, and more importantly, even the, the rest of the people, they're watching you. They're seeing, how you're, they're seeing how you're handling this situation. And they can either go, well, gosh, boy, they gave that guy the extra mile. I, I'm, I'm pretty safe here because I know I'm contributing to do good. It was me. I'd have fired them weeks ago, months ago, but at least they kept giving this guy a chance or gal a chance and they blew it. Or they, they, they responded to it. There's a thing in business called the Peter Principle where you keep getting promoted until you get promoted to your level of incompetence. So you're good at this kind of stuff. So, okay, we promoted you. Now you're good at this kind of stuff. So we promote you. Finally, you get to a promotion where you're not good at that kind of stuff. It's not your fault. You just got promoted to a level of expertise that you're not you're not ready for so that's part of leadership's responsibility is to make sure that they get people ready for the levels in which they put them in and it really all comes down to communication you know yes. are you communicating with them on a regular basis have you set up some benchmarks have you said okay you know when i when i work with salespeople, i break it down to how many times did you dial the phone because it all starts with you dialing the phone. And then how many people did you talk to? And then how many appointments did you set? And then how many people did you close? And how many referrals did you get off the people that you closed? Then you got his track record to, to base it on. In fact, I just got off the phone of a one of my clients. This company started in 1875. I mean, think about that. 1875, what they do is they fix and maintain railroad tracks on private property. So if you have a spur comes off of the normal railroad track onto your property, that's what this company does. It fixes and maintains those. And we just had a long discussion about a salesperson that he is, he, he's, he's in a situation right now where he's either going to prove himself or not prove himself. But we held on to him long enough until we got a replacement, somebody else in the company that could take over his accounts if and when we asked him to move on. So there's a lot of different strategy going on when you're working with organizations and when you're working with individuals. And as I think as long as you consider what's best for all, in the long run, it's going to work out. And then again, never underestimate that everybody else is watching how you're handling this situation. So that's another important consideration when you're doing stuff like this. That's right. That's right. Uh, it's it's uh, two more people. 
I definitely want to hear from uh, two beautiful young ladies, uh, Miss Pritchett and, and Miss Tempest. I definitely, definitely want to hear from both of you. <laughs> I definitely do. I can't wait. Or it's open. You don't always you don't always get what you want. <laughs> well, we're still talking about the the firing part. You know, yes, we are. Yes, we are. So I think it's I think it depends on what the situation is, who the person is, and what type of business it is. Um, there are things that are non non tolerable. Period. That you just got to call a person in to sit them down. Um, with a policy and let them go. And then there's other things where you, other times where you have people who are still being developed. Um, I mean, a liar is a liar, but I think it depends, like I said, exactly what did you lie about? If it has something, if it's something petty between you and a person that you don't like and y'all have a quarrel going on, that's different than you're doing something that compromises my entire company. Okay. All right. Anybody else want to weigh in? I think we the heard floor. from just about everybody. The floor is open, ladies and gentlemen. The floor is open. All right. So, Reverend Reginald? Yes, ma'am. What about you? Oh well, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take pieces from everything I just heard, but me it depends on the, the day, and what I mean by the day, the day that I'm having, not only the day that I'm having the person who is in the line of fire, and and their response and their demeanor and their body language when I approach you, because I'm going to approach you correct. And I'm going to approach you with facts. And I'm going to prove the facts. I want you to improve. I want you to improve. I want you to make a better effort than what you've been putting in, because I know that you can. I interviewed you. Uh, when policy is in effect, now, if you broke policy, then you have to go. And you, Miss Mitchell, you you show the protocol. You know, I, you got your two write up. You got your verbal warning. You got your written warning. Blase, blase. But again, uh, Miss Pritchett said it depends on who the person is. You know, uh, you can't have seven verbals and then three write ups. That means that you just don't care. You, you, you know what I mean? That means that you just you really don't. Because we'd have been through this over and over again. You taking my my, yeah, seven verbals. Nine is nine. Every time, you know me, I, I'm going to go up every time. Thirteen verbals. And if you'd have had thirteen verbals, and I'd have, I'd have wrote you up six times because you thought I was playing. Now, after 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 all this, you know, and, hey, look, there's no more talking. You just, I'm just going to bring a box to your desk. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just bring you a box. And I hope you know what to do with the box. And I ain't talking about the song that they play down in Houston. You to put the stick in the box. No, I want you to put your stuff in this box. I want you to put everything on this desk in this box. And I want you to get out the door with this box. 
and you may not return and you may not come back again, even if I step down and somebody else come back in. Wherever I'm at, I'm coming back to let them know, don't let you back in. Even if I don't have access to their particular job anymore, I'm still gonna put my foot down and you cannot return. That's just how I feel. That's just what I feel about the, because not only, it's not about how many chances I gave you. It's, it's not about how many chances, it's not about that. Because I have been gave them plenty of chances because I knew that I did not want to do it when they wanted me to do it. So I always keep that in mind. But it's, it's, when, it's when the line has been crossed and only the, the boss knows when the line has been crossed. Like Phil said, it's people watching you, man. They watching me. They watching how I handle the situation. I might lose one of my best workers by lowering my integrity to treat you and put your diaper on and change your diaper over again. I'm gonna use I'm gonna lose the best worker I got because my best worker is looking at me, handle this situation without integrity whatsoever, because of chemistry, history, or anything with re in it, Rihanna or anything. So I just gotta I, I gotta bring you your box. You gotta bring you your box and you gotta go. Because this is business. You want to fight me after? Oh well, you know. If you if if, if you want to threaten me, hit me with the threats. Uh, words. I didn't heard everything under the sun. So it doesn't matter what you say at the time. You know. So that's how I would handle it. Hopefully, I'll be calm that day too. Because you know, when people's nostrils flare up, you ever seen somebody's nostril? You know, you in front of somebody's face, and that person. What about? Hold up, though. What about this one, though? When you not you don't show no emotion, but water starts running down your eye. Yeah, and, and that's not crying either. That's not counted as crying. That's just mm -mm. leave me alone. That's that's all that is. Because I'm about to scorch the earth, starting with you. So who? There you go. Reverend Reginald? All right. I think we lost him for a moment. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So I want, I would like to, I would like to actually switch it up into not lying to someone else, but lying to yourself. All right, there you go, Reverend Reginald. Yeah, my Wi-Fi wouldn't let me. It just finally <laughs> let me. I need to find my Wi-Fi. Oh, oh all right. Can you, can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. All right. So I had a, I had a, uh, I wanted to switch it around because you're referring to on page 101, you were uh, reading about lying. So my question is like, what, what about if you're, if you lie to yourself? Like if you are a person that lies to yourself, It says, because like you said, it says, telling the truth is the first part of having an orientation toward truth. 
we all desire to be honest with people, but what if you're not honest with yourself? You're in trouble. Because if you lie to yourself, everybody else going to get the same thing you give yourself. Hmm. I, I, I try my best to stay away from people who lie to themselves, even if they didn't mean it. You know those people that lie to themselves and they didn't mean a lie to themselves? Yeah, y'all know them people. Stop playing with me. Stop, stop it. Everybody's sitting up there looking like they ain't never met that person that been lying to themselves and don't know that they lying to themselves. And you looking at them lying to themselves. Like, come on now. You did not do that yesterday. You didn't do that last week. You ain't never done that. You ain't ever going to do that. Never and ever <laughs> is the same word. Just take the end off. <laughs> And the words are a little scrappy. You ain't never, ever, ever, never, ever done that. You ain't going to do it. Period. So quit lying to yourself. I just want to know, would you lose integrity or, or you showing integrity by letting the person know that, say, man, you're lying to yourself. I'm all about facial expressions, y'all. I'm going to just tell you that now. I'm all about facial. I got a saying. I'm going to hit them with this freshness, and I'm going to watch their facial expression. Hmm. Hit them with this freshness and watch their facial expression. Because your facial expression is everything. Now, you tell somebody that they lying to themselves, and you just watch their facial expression. I guarantee you're going to know everything you need to know and your next move, what you need to do. And you better make the move quick, or you lying to yourself. You see how that's contagious? Yeah, because if you don't tell them that they're lying to yourself, hey, man, if you don't tell them, then you lie to yourself. That's contagious. Lying is contagious. My mama, everybody know, everybody had that, 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 that good make business from scratch person in their life that sit up there and told you, you know, uh, you tell one lie, you got to tell another. And then it's just a lie tumbleweed in your life that trails you that I see all the time. Mm. Yeah, I lie tumbleweed. It's like dust. As soon as that person work, walk in, you just, lies just start, everybody start lying. They, somebody ain't never lied before start lying. I <laughs> <laughs> no. know that's true. <laughs> All right, we, we actually had Mr. Phil unmuted his mic and Kiera raised her hand. So, Mr. Phil, you're up next. The floor is yours. And after Mr. Phil, Kiera, you're up next. Well, a couple issues. Some people are so delusional. Uh, I, I once fired a guy, brought him into my office and fired him. And he thought I was bringing him in to be promoted. He was that far detached from reality. So, you know, there are people that are just like that. And, and if you get into your organization, they can be like a cancer and spread quickly and ruin the whole company. So that's why you got to have your antennas up, tell them what their expectations are. That's your job as leadership is to set expectations and then make people accountable to their own expectations. That's the key. Now, the other side of that coin is, you know, we've heard the saying, fake it till you make it. I don't like that saying. I like project it until you perfect it. To me, that cleans it up a little bit. So, you know, am I lying to myself if I project it until I perfect it? 
Or am I just encouraging myself? It's like how you teach a kid how to walk. He falls down. You don't say, oh, you can't walk, dummy. You stand him up. You say, you can do it. You know they can't walk, but you're encouraging them. So there's that fine line between being encouraging and lying. When you're encouraging somebody, are you lying to them or are you not lying to them? And that's where you have to decide and the person you're wanting to interact with has to decide. So that's part of the formulas of getting people to up their performance and even want to perform at a higher level. You know, and to, to do, in this day and age, there are some people, they're not even worried about performing at a higher level. They're just worried about surviving. And so that's another part of the continuum that you gotta, you gotta weave in. And what kind of situation is the person in at home and with their families and stuff like that? So these are very complicated issues that you have to approach with a good heart, with your intention is to do what's best for everybody and then see what happens from there. All right, Mr. Phil, thank you very much for that. All right, Ms. Kiera, the floor is yours. Um, lying to yourself is something else. It uh, reminds me of denial, and denial is a coping mechanism. Um, it's that space between what you should be doing and what you aren't willing to do. And when you're in that space, that's when you try to put everything you can or you try to grasp all these ideas and beliefs that are not true and you feed them to yourself until you become that type of a person that believes that thing. And it's so crazy because the whole world can see through that when you're not, when you're lying to yourself when it comes to things you should be doing. So it just made me think of denial. A lot of people are in denial about what they need to be doing, what they should be doing, what they need to get right. So they feed themselves of everything that's dishonest. I had to learn. It took me, just as a matter of fact, just yesterday, I found out I was lying to myself <laughs> for like 30 some years and I was confused. Like I, one, I was a little embarrassed. So I'm glad that in, in, in personal development, everybody in the world don't have to see, you know, your, the dark shadows of yourself but I was reading an article and it brought out some things in regards to male relationships. And I was in a couple of the paragraphs um, of it. And I was like, dang, just by coming into that knowledge, I had to finally accept that I fit in that category and had to want to take that information and apply it to my life. And just starting yesterday, I did that. And it just changed a lot of things um, in, my internal, in my internal space by just saying, stop lying to yourself. That's not the reason why you act this way or that's not the reason why you're not doing this. The reason why you're not doing this is because you're lying to yourself about a specific something that if you would just be honest and expose it, you'll emotionally feel better and then you'll have this synergy that will allow you to go forth in whatever it is you're supposed to be doing. I think a lot of people are lying to themselves and they live in denial and that's a shame. Wow. I'm not gonna come behind that, Reverend Reginald. The floor is yours. Uh, that was well put together. Very. I just still, yeah, I just still, uh, I'm just still picturing the person that just be lying to themselves. <laughs> they know they lie to themselves, like they face that they make the face. I'm just picturing the faces because, you know, uh, again, I was in a position where I was. I get to hire people and, I, and and fire people. I also worked at again these boys and girls clubs in these different cities, and and when the kids just lie to themselves, 
and you just gotta look at them. You're like, you know, good and well. And you gotta pull them to the side, and you let them know. So, uh, learning something today with the, with these responses, it, we, we are we, we we sound so nice, sound so kind about how we would handle these situations, but you know, when they do come down to that to that day. You know, and, and it's been the days where I didn't, I did not, integrity was not even a word in my vocabulary. So I let you have it. There ain't no if, ands, or buts about it. And that really, that really worked though. Like some people need to get it. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Y'all know it. Stop playing. Stop it. Some people just need to get it. Ah, right, you got to give it to them. You know, because we, we talking about we're we talking about integrity. We're talking about not lying to yourself. We're talking about dry lying. We're talking about every possible lying situation it is. But you ever gave it to somebody and they just shook your hand and be like, you're the only person that ever gave it to me like that. You know what I mean? I don't you're think the only some person... people know. I honestly don't think some people know. Like, I think when you force feed yourself lies to make your life better or make you feel better, you, that becomes your truth. And it really takes for another person to pull you up or psychoeducate you so that you can see it. And then you have to be willing to accept it and transition through that change of like, all right, that's really not my truth. This is what my truth is. And people will live their whole life that way. And I think that's why it's important. At the beginning, I was laughing when you was talking about if that dress don't look right on you, I'm going to tell you. Um, it's not a lot of people out there like that right now in our lives that are willing to really t like, yo, your breath stink. <laughs> Just straight up. I'm going to tell you because yeah, everybody in here talking about something stink. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> if, if, if you don't know it or you got a stench, like you need that person to tell you that so that you can smell yourself because you might not know it. You might think that that's okay. This odor I'm used to. Everybody used to stink in my family. That's how I came up. I'm used to this scent it might not bother you to the extent that it bothers everybody else. So having somebody to pull you up on that um, is, it helps bring you out of that denial as well. Talisha, go ahead. The floor is yours. We, we can't, hold on, we can't hear you. Not yet. You're unmuted over here. All right. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Okay, I had to change the setting on my thing. Okay, so I technically shouldn't be speaking on this, but I have to speak up on it because this had just popped into my reality um on a relationship level and um some people are just habitual liars and is it kira 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 sorry you said kira kiara oh kiara okay um kiara hit it right on the nail and so this whole time I had no idea that this person was a habitual liar until someone told me on a spiritual level. Um, 
and basically told me is that something you're capable of dealing with on a daily basis. Because when someone who is a habitual lie lie to you, you start to believe the lie, or when you know something went down, and you start when they give their their example, you kind of like, did that happen? You start playing like mind games with yourself, like maybe I saw it wrong, but in all actuality, what you saw from the beginning was what it was. So I am glad y'all speaking on this because I had so many questions regarding this. Um, and you guys always bring stuff that, that comes to my awareness and y'all talk about it. It's just at a perfect timing. Um, but, but thanks for bringing this up. Yeah, so I just wanted to mention that some people are just habitual liars because they've been doing it for so long. And um, I honestly don't think you can just bring it up to them. I don't think that's, they need, I think that's their, they need therapy or some type of training to understand because you can tell them yourself and they be like, no, that's not so. So at that point, I don't know what else you could do, but pray for that person, I guess. I, I just, I don't know. But anyway, all right, back, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, that, that's, that's wonderful. Uh, first and foremost, if you find yourself around a habitual liar, if you're always around people that do that, that means you are the one that needs to call them out. Don't be scared to call them out. I ain't calling them scared because the only reason why you're around them people anyway is so that you can. It ain't going to work today. It's not supposed to work today. It's not supposed to work the day that you call them out on ABS. It's not supposed to. It's supposed to work when you're gone all the way out of the way and that voice. Because we have something that's in us that makes us who we are. It's not our voice. It's not us as a, it's not Reginald Paul that they heard. <laughs> it's not, it's the correction that they needed at that particular time. It's what they heard. So when you go, when you are gone, they start seeing visions of first and foremost, I should have listened. Because you know just as well as I know, they'll call you back later on in time. You'll bump into them in time. They're either going to A, tell you thank you, B, give you the facial expression of thank you. It happens all the time. That's why we generally, the one who's shows the integrity, the one who takes, just takes it and then just keep on taking it and just keep on taking it. And people think that you're just taking it for a dry reason. No, you're not taking it whatsoever. Don't claim that. Do not even put that into your, your soul at all. You're not at all. Because when that time comes, you'll be the one that will get them out of whatever that they're in. See, we think that they have no chance and they're going to be liars all their life. No, no. It's just at the time that they lie. Because I guarantee when you pray for them, when you pray for them and you left it in prayer and believed it, that's a formula, by the way. You prayed for it, left it there and believed in it, that person will stop lying. You know how that person stopped lying? Because you believed in it. It ain't got nothing to do with them believing in it. You believe in it. Because they got to run it to somebody that's going to 
put that hump right there. That's why we got to be the ones to tell them. And you always, I know some of us had that feeling like, why is always me got to be the real one? <laughs> why, why always got to be the real one? Why I got to always, so I done got fired from so many jobs, man, standing up. <laughs> I had this lady, I, I, I had to take, well, true story. I had to take, it was a co-worker of mine. It was in the summer, San Antonio. One of my favorite places to be. I'm, I'm working at a boys and girls club. Now, it's a parent who's on the booster club. She walks in the boys and girls club. I'm standing in the line with a group of kids. My coworkers standing in the line with a group of kids. Mind y'all, we just had a meeting with the boss who says, no matter what, he's going to back us up if anybody does anything to us whatsoever. Mind y'all, we just had that meeting. Now, the lady walked in and heard the coworker talking, and she immediately thought that she was talking about her. So she went to go tell the boss that we just had the meeting with, right? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So the next thing you know, I get called in the office the next day as a witness. I hope y'all listen to me. As a witness. I go in the office, it's the lady. She's the dude sitting down, the boss, the lady behind him, the lady that they that she falsely accused sitting in the chair to the left. I'm standing up because they just called me in. I come in, I say, what's going on? And the lady in the back just start going off. And I say, well, wait a minute, hold up, man. Hold up. That is not true. Cause she wasn't even talking about you. She was talking to me. And then the lady just went off on me, called me ghetto and everything. Now I know I'm six foot three and 
117 pounds. And I know that I was standing, I put my hands behind my back so I didn't show no threat, okay? Now, I simply told lady, I'm not ghetto. I said, lady, a ghetto is a place, it's not a person. <laughs> and I don't think she liked that response. I say, lady, a ghetto is a place, it's not a person. And she went in on me. I'm looking at the boss, let this lady go in on me, and all I can simply say was, could you go get your husband so I can talk to him because I don't want to say nothing to you? Because my mind frame at the time was, I don't want to say to you what I want to say to you because you're a woman, I want to talk to your husband because he's a man and maybe he can understand where I'm coming from. And all in all, I got suspended with pay. And my boss called me talking about some, what boss you know, suspend you with pay. I say the boss that's supposed to fire me because she's in the booster club, she's in a higher rank, and you didn't say nothing while we was in the office while you let that lady call me names, and I was called in for a witness. I was called in for a witness. So me standing up and telling that lady the truth, hey, man, look, uh, a ghetto is a place, it's not a person. That anger came out, you know. The kids was upset. They was boycotting outside because they said that was the best thing we had was Coach Reggie. And yeah, I got rid of him behind that. But the more to the story is, it's just telling people the truth. Yeah, they gonna get mad. You told them the truth. But when you gone, after the truth was told and you gone, about the situation and you going on, you left it and you believed in it, that person to change. You run right into the person. I ran right into that lady. I ran right, I was working at the state hospital. I ran right into that lady. You know that lady apologized to me? Apologize. That's the same thing. So yeah, I appreciate you sharing, Ms. Thomas. I try my best uh, just to say last names because they're easier than first names because I would tell your first name. Up. So uh, while we still left, before Deanna say oh, Reverend Reginald, how about I read <laughs> paragraph? How about I read this paragraph one on three? Still on the same, still the same chapter because I, I I actually enjoyed this chapter because it's talking about lying people and lying and dry lying. If you lie once, you lie again. They say, what if he said from the beginning, I did a bad thing and I'm sorry. We would have probably seen a different wake. But the tendency to hide the truth where there are potential consequences is a part of human nature. And sadly, one that usually makes us incur more negative consequences than if we had told the truth. Let's ponder on that a little. This is, that's just, it's just let, me, let, me, let me set that in again. I just want to start where it says, look, but the tendency to hide the truth where there are potential consequences is a part of human nature. That's a part of human nature. And sadly, one that usually makes us incur more negative consequences than if we had told the truth. So which one weighs out? Just a thinking moment. There's no answer. Just which one weighs out? 
Ms. Mitchell? Yes, sir. You have anything uh, want to cover next, or are we just still going to stick with line people? Just hide the line. <laughs> what would you like to cover next? Well, I'm done with that chapter as far as that. And uh, it was something that uh, I think Phil said, and it was in chapter eight, and it was, uh, you find it. Who, who you are, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I highlighted. That's what we was talking about as far as the line. Come on, I highlight. Yeah, here you go, page 143. It say, know who you are. Know who you are. Are you that confronting person? Yeah, go ahead, Ms. Tom. Y'all are doing it again. Another <laughs> thing that popped my awareness like a couple of days ago, and you guys are mentioning it, knowing who you are. Um, and someone had asked me, do I know who I am in Christ? And I was like, what you mean, my characteristics, my personality? Uh, but they were saying, no, the gifts that God give you. So I'm kind of stuck on that because I was thinking my talents was the same thing as the gifts, and they're not. Right, Reverend Reginald. Okay, you're just gonna put me, just gonna keep utilizing. Uh, well, I'm glad you, no, 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 no. So I just told somebody today, I say before we was born, we had gifts under the tree. And you notice something about gifts when you open it, if it's a game or anything, you got to learn how to use it. You got to read the instructions. You got to know if you need batteries. You got to know how it works. You was excited. You was anxious about it. But when you got it, you got to figure it out, right? And I'm saying this because you got to think about what you do on a daily basis. And I'm not going to say what you're good at. Because we could be good at anything. But I'm talking about what you love to do. Not what you're good at. Because you can practice anything and get good at it. You can practice anything and get good at it. But I'm talking about something that you do. And you do it because you love doing it. My example is what I'm doing right now. I love doing this. Identifying what somebody is searching for. Why? You use Christ. So let me continue to go on this path. If you've been asking about it, searching for it, and you know the saying, you know, search, you'll find, knock, and I'll enter. Well, you didn't already prayed about it, so he got to let you know that he answered it. He got to use people that he put you around at the time that he put you around so you can get answers to what you prayed for. And the gift that you're looking for, because you're not really looking for it, you change words. 
Words and, and not, they don't exist. You got to look. You, you don't have to. It's, it's there. What do you do? This this is a question you all need to answer, Mr. What do you do that you love to do and you find yourself doing it consistently? consistently? That's, a, that's a gift. If you're the healer, if people come to you, if people come to you and spill their guts out, and I mean every dirty laundry, clean laundry, whatever it is, they come to you. And whatever you say to them at that time, the facial expression they had was that's the best conversation that they ever had. That's your gift. If it's just you being an ear, caring, that's your gift. If you're the person that tells the truth and tell them what they don't want to hear, and you're not their personal bobblehead, that's your your gifts are going to be displayed to you. They're being displayed right now because you're searching for them. But we here to tell you that you ain't got to search no more because all you got to do is just look at yourself. You already value yourself. You already know what you worth. And most importantly, you already know who's in you. And as long as he's in you, you can't lose. He never left. And everything that you do is going to be great. And this is not a line situation. This is what I'm able to do. This is what I do. This is what I love to do. Because at the end of the day, when I know that you can see prayer being answered through people that he put around, what more can you ask for? Well, you can get on a phone call and see certain people on a phone call and just get a smile. They don't even know you're smiling because you're there. They don't even know. That's life. So, like, when you get off the phone call, because when, when we get off these phone calls, we take everything that was said and learned. It starts with the book. The book brought us. <laughs> oh, man. The book, the book brings us together. Even if we read it or we don't read it, the book brings us together. Whatever book that's on the list that we have to read, it brings us together. Me and Minister Mitchell do not rehearse these books. <laughs> we do not rehearse this whatsoever. Minister Mitchell has asked me the whole class period. Reginald, just keep going. I wanted to start and just drive the car all the way to the destination. And if you said, Ms. Thomas, that we are touching what you are asking for right now, then this phone call was for you and everybody else. Because in everybody else's ear that's listening in here, everybody's receiving something. I can see their facial expression. And they are wonderful. It's somebody that's going to come behind me and continue to keep this fire going, continue to keep guidance, continue to keep this fire going, period. Because everybody's something to offer. 
and that's one body. This is this is one body, one body. That doorbell means somebody get ready to say something. Yes, receive it. It's receiving. Just receive it. Whatever is going across your mind right now, receive it. This is nothing but positive thoughts right now. Whatever it is that you're trying to figure out, ask right now. Whatever it is that you need to let go, please let that go. Whatever you hold on to, please let it go. Whatever somebody tried to give to you, throw it away. Somebody tried to give you something that wasn't yours and didn't belong to you, that wasn't a gift under the tree, <laughs> don't accept it. If it's time to sharpen iron right now, well, let's sharpen it. If you want to grow, just breathe. Just breathe. Feel that presence. Feel his presence, period. If you gotta tell somebody something today, if you gotta tell somebody when you get off the phone call something that they need, you better do it. Cause you don't want their blood on your hands. If somebody right now you know is falling and you ain't picking them up, that's your fault. Oh no, it's their fault now. Why are they in your sight? What I mean by sight, I don't mean your physical eye. <laughs> Why would they put in your path? Why would they put right there? Tell them the truth. Don't lie to them. I know all week I just knew that I had to sit down with nobody going to tell them. And then they just live freely <laughs> with that mess. I can't be around it. I refuse to be around it. Say, bro, you need to clean up. You need to get together. They'll know exactly what you're talking about because you look at their facial expression. If they soul drop, if they turn their eye from your eye contact, And no, I'm not getting quiet because I don't have no words. I'll just receive it. i just receive it. I like that smile, Fastine. Look good on you. That's a good smile. That's that joy right there. That's what that is. That's what joy looks like. That's what joy looks like. Ms. Thomas, it'll be a person in your path right now. It's a person in your path right now. It's a person. In, it's somebody that's been looking, looking at what you do. They, they've been, they've been watching what you do, and they're very excited for you. They want to know how you do it. They, they want you. They don't want you to say no words. They just want to continue to watch your walk. They want to continue to watch your walk. See, when you think you ain't doing your best, that's when you're doing your best. 
When you think you hurting, you ain't hurting. Yes, ma'am. Are you prophesizing right now? I don't know what they call that. I don't put, I don't use words. I just, I go with whatever the spirit moves me to. I just, I love doing this. I just, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to laugh or cry right now. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good cry too, but ain't one of them suck in your lip cries either. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, I am. Cause you got a glow. You got a glow on you. I love being around people who just got the Holy Spirit around them. Like you, just like I just want some of that. <laughs> Can I just get some of that? Can I just? Do you know that you don't know? Well, you need to know, because they lying to you. The the people that you're close to, they lying to you. They want to. They don't want to tell you. <laughs> they don't want to tell you. You had to come to somebody that you ain't never seen, heard, tell you. That's confirmation. And boy, when we get that confirmation. That hair on your arm starts standing up. Come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When that hair on your arm starts standing up, what is this? It ain't science. You can blame science if you want to. It ain't science. It ain't got nothing to do with that. No, uh, it ain't the soap. It's not the spray. Mm -mm. Just let him move through your house. He's going to tell you exactly what you need to do. Because he's already telling you. Because the next person you encounter, they're going to see it in you. The next person you walk by, they're going to see it in you. And then when they come out, yeah, it'd be power on these calls. Tell them, Miss Carol, tell them about the power on the call. Yes, I know. I got to hear you one, one time. That's it. Endurance. It's breaking through barriers when you think you can't. When other people tell you you can't and you believe it, but in your heart you know that there's more. That's why you're seeking. It's your strength that's going to keep you going. It's your strength that's gonna get you to the point where you're gonna find out and say, I know what my gift is. Cause it's already there. It's just waiting for you to catch up to it. It's waiting for you to believe in it. You know from a little girl, certain things that you didn't talk about. And you know what I'm talking about. But other people won't believe it. And if you did talk about it, somebody told you, oh, come on, are you kidding me? So you left it behind, but it's real and it's very strong. And that's the gift that this person was talking about. But when somebody addresses things like that to you and you're not sure what it's about, but what do they mean? Ask them about their gifts. Well, what is your gift? Because I'm not quite sure getting it. I don't, I'm not getting it that clearly. So what are your gifts? Don't let people throw things at you and then, and then leave you in the dust. It's like digging up, you know, worms. 
and then the person just leaves you with those worms to you know to have to deal with so don't don't do that just ask questions even if you think well this question might sound ridiculous because this person sounds like they know everybody doesn't know because they're, they're saying things doesn't mean that they know what they're talking about so ask those questions but you have a very special gift from when you were a very little girl you know this and that's a gift and and let it shine let it come out and you also have the gift of strength otherwise you wouldn't even be here right now asking these questions okay so and you're very blessed don't worry about i don't have this i don't have that but what you do have is really powerful. So just focus on that and let it grow and don't be afraid of it. That's all I got to say. Ms. Mitchell? Huh? 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 Yeah? Yes, yes, sir. Minister Mitchell? Yes, sir. We need some of that bedtime spirit. <laughs> huh? Give me some of that bedtime spirit. Give us some of that tuck me in spirit, Miss Mitchell. Receive this, yes. Um. Hmm. When it comes to your gift. The only, one of the ways you don't know, like Miss Carol was just saying, one of the ways that you don't know that it's your gift is because when you bring it up, someone else, to, someone brushes it off. But if it's so strong in you, if it's something like Reginald was saying, uh, Reverend Reginald was saying earlier, if it's something that you love so much or you just, you see things a little different and that difference stands out to you, wonder what that is and then ask questions like literally ask the question what is this ask what is this when i get this feeling what is this because eventually the answer will come to you someone will come to you like miss carol said if someone says do you know what your gifts are and then they just leave you at that ask them well what are yours because i i don't i don't know so since I don't know, tell me what yours are so I can get an, ex an example of that. And you'll know when they're telling you, you'll know, okay, no, that's not it. Because that doesn't even sound right. It took me forever of why, what, how, why, what, how, why do I feel this way? What is this? How do I get answers? And the more I ask, the more it burns. But you also have to listen. Because as you ask these questions, you're going to get answers and they may not necessarily come from a person. But this is when, what we were talking about earlier, telling yourself the truth. This is when you have to learn or understand that because you've lied to yourself for so many years, you can't hear the truth when it comes to you. But it's going to be it's going to be a consistent voice and it's going to tell you stuff that you don't like but it's going to tell you the things you need to hear 
it's going to direct you to where you need to go. And it may be a place where you're like, I don't want to go over there. But the very place you don't want to go is the very place that you need for your growth. I did not want to come back home. I did not want to be back in Galveston. I didn't want to be anywhere near the island. But that voice in me kept, tell, kept telling me, go back, go back, go back. Sometimes you have to go back home to get your truth. I'm done. Reverend Reginald? Oh, Ms. Uh, Carol? Ms. Carol, I muted her mic. The floor is open, Ms. Carol. <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, now, now we can hear you. Yeah, oh, I was I talking. You. I was talking. I'm thinking. <laughs> I was just telling. <laughs> I was just telling Talisha. Just I'm asking her, what is she feeling? Because when, when those gifts come, feelings come along with them. So I was just asking her what she was feeling. What's going through your head right now? What's going through your heart right now? If you could share that. This is personal. What Deanna just said is what I'm afraid of. Because I had someone I met recently that knew, how can I say it? That's attached to me in a way that Okay, my past, a lady that I met, she, I never met her in my life, but basically the, the church my mom left me at, some kind of way this lady is best friends with the pastor of the church she left me at. And when Deanna said, go back, this lady told me, She's like, I don't know what it is, but God want me in your life. And I'm telling you, this lady's in her 60s. We don't have nothing in common. And she's still trying to question. Well, she said she's not going to question it because God is doing it. But she, she wants to figure out what God wants her to do with me. And one of the things she read me, everything she said about me was so true. Everything. And one of the things she said is, you need to go back home. And when she said that, I, I'm nervous, I'm scared, I don't know what's there. But she said, there's something there for you. And she keep asking me, when are you ready to go? And I, I get quiet, I don't know what to say because I don't know, I'm scared, I'm, I'm nervous. And when Deanna said it, I just went into tears because I'm not ready for whatever that is. So it's like I'm fighting it and I shouldn't be. But 
you guys are speaking of everything that I've been experiencing for the last couple. This, and when I say this happened in weeks, y'all, this is all this stuff that y'all are talking about has hit me within the last two weeks. And it must have been of something I prayed for back in, in the day. So when God works, it's not like I get a chance to wait, hold on, this is too much information, stop, you know. No, it's being hit at me and now I just have to, so listen, you asked for this. Now it's, it's here. And now I'm just trying to process every word, everything that's been said. And sometimes it takes days for me to comprehend. But God's not giving me a couple of days. It's happening. And I'm just, I don't know. Like right now, I'm just, Deanna, you just did something to me just now when you said that you have to go back and you went back. So your experience sounded like it turned out great because <laughs> you're here to tell the story. Um, so I guess I got to look for the greatness that may come out of it. But my whole thing, I, I've been asking more about my family history, who's my mom, why did she leave me there? Like all these things. And obviously it must be in this church for her to tell me to go back. But the lady did tell me, and oh, she's very blunt with me because I'm one of those people you gotta be very blunt with. <laughs> she plays no games. Uh, she was like, why you always gotta know stuff? Just do it. You one of those people that always gotta know stuff. And I was just like, oh my gosh. But God sent me the right person <laughs> to deal with me. Um, but, but thank you, Deanna. Um, oh my gosh, if y'all could, my heart right now, my body is shaking right now. Um, Carol, that's all I have. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Your gift is there. <laughs> it's under the tree. <laughs> it's, it's under the tree. The gift is under the gift is sitting there waiting on you to go open it. That's why you don't want to go open it. Like you don't want to go open it because you see, you see it from a far away is what's going on. You see the gift far away. You just don't want to put in the work to go do it. But like you just said, you just said that God telling me to do it right now. Now, I don't know how much confirmation you need to go. I mean, go. I mean, Go. What are we thinking for? There's no thinking. You accepted him, right? It's, see, people just think we just drive. I accept him and he don't want him. No, what you did is you gave him a place to stay and he's driving you to where you need to go. That's why he's louder and louder and louder then he puts you around people that you have no attachment to <laughs> and telling you to answering your questions really go ahead yeah i kid y'all not within this week i had this person i have no idea if i go in the room right now i show y'all this letter i for physical proof to let you know i am not lying this must be an angel from God. This lady wrote me saying, oh, I'm sorry I can't come to you right now because of the COVID, but God told me to let you know that he's gonna help you. And she gave me, she gave me a script in the Bible 
And that was something I had just prayed upon because I said, God, I'm scared. I don't know how to handle all this. Da, da, da. And that same day, my husband hands me an a, a envelope and I open it. I wasn't going to open it. I opened it and there was this lady and he said, and she said, I quote, I'm here to help you. Talking about God. This is what he in the Bible. I got, you know what? I'm going to go get it. I'm going to go get it. So y'all think I'm lying. <laughs> Some strange class. We always getting some real goodies every, every. <laughs> okay. So fabulous. Dietra LaSaint. I Googled her. Could not find her nowhere. Isaiah 41, 10, 13. God holding out his right hand of righteousness and, gra and grasping your right hand as if you to it is as if to pull you out of a distressing circumstance of any kind in life. As he does so, he fortifies you with a assurance of saying, do not be afraid, I will help you. That line right there, do not be afraid, I will help you is what I need to hear. But I still haven't gone nowhere. I don't, I don't understand me, I don't get me. But I don't, I don't know. Dion, I think it's that stubbornness. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about stubbornness right now. We just gonna let that one go. We're gonna let the stubbornness go. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's our it's stubbornness. We allow fear to block us. That's why we lie to ourselves. We lie to ourselves out of fear. We lie to ourselves out of not wanting, like literally not wanting the truth. So we lie to ourselves. Um, I think it was Kara earlier who said we, what's it, I can't remember if it was Kara, but we, we get to a point where we're in between what's truth, what's not. We don't want to face either one. So we lie to ourselves so we can stay right there in the middle. But it's unhealthy because you live your life of fear. You live your life in fear of what if I do this or what if I do that or what if the truth is actually what I think it is or what if the truth is not what I expect it to be. The what if is what stops us. But when you're told to go, go. When you, and you, you'll know the difference. God uses your gift to talk to you. He also uses your gift to talk through you. But you'll know the difference. Whatever gift you have, you'll know the difference between when it's, no, that's not, no, you, that's not right, versus, okay, this is, this is it. You'll know the difference. You'll know when he's telling you, go there. Because it'll be a constant. It'll be a constant. And the one thing I've learned is when you don't listen to that, all hell breaks loose. When you don't listen to what you're being told to do, when you're told to go and you don't, hell breaks loose. Things get worse, not better. The pain gets worse. It becomes unbearable. And the moment you actually move, 
in the direction that you're told to go. You still have to deal with the pain that you caused to yourself, but it becomes lighter because you're now in the place where you were supposed to be. And even when you move, you still move into pain because you've lied to yourself for so long. When you actually reach the truth, it's still going to hurt. But you're supposed to move. If you keep if you keep asking the question and you keep getting the same answer over and over again, I can't begin to tell you how many years I have ran away. That's literally what it is. It's running from who you're supposed to be, where you're supposed to be, and what you're supposed to be doing. It's running from the answers to the questions that you keep asking, and then you get frustrated when you don't get answers, but you've got the answers. You're just not listening or you're choosing not to move. Move. The moment you move, every question will be answered. Every curiosity will be will be fulfilled. If you're curious about this, you'll have an answer for it. If you've been asking who, what, when, where, why, how, you'll get all the answers. And like you said, God doesn't work on a timeline. When he tells you to move, you move. When it comes to him, there's no such thing as time. Time is non-existent. So when he tells you to move, move. He's always with you. If you stay stubborn, <laughs> he's going to stay in your stubbornness with you. But if you keep asking him the question, he's going to keep giving you the same answer until you accept the answer he's giving you and move. And you may not like the answer. You may not like the answer to any of the questions you ask him, but you ask. So he's answering. But at the same time, he's going to be with you every step of the way. You're never alone. That's the part we don't get. You're never alone. If he tells you to go right and you go left, he's still going to go left with you. If he tells you to go left and you go left, he's going to go left with you. If he tells you to move and you stay still, he's going to stand still with you. When you move, he's going to move with you. But you have to trust what he's telling you because he's only answering your question. You just got to move. The stubbornness is not stubbornness. The stubbornness is fear. Tauruses are not bullheaded. We're not stubborn. We're full of fear. And once we move past that fear, we can redirect that particular type of energy towards what we need it to go towards, which is us growing, building, becoming the people we're supposed to be. It's not that we're stubborn, we're full of fear. But what you fear may not even be what it is. You just got to move to find out. If you, if you consistently live in fear, you'll never move. You'll always stay where you are. You'll always have the questions. You'll die with questions. 
when all you had to do was move to get answers. So one foot in front of the other, one step at a time, and just move. That's it. Thank you, I received it. Very welcome. Ms. Carol? Sometimes we fear having to let go of the story we've been telling ourselves for so many years. Because there's things that you've been talking to yourself about over and over, and you've pictured this whole big thing and how it might have happened and what happened and this and that. And then the time comes for you to find out the truth. And you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, what could it be? Could it be worse than what I'm thinking? Could it be all these wonderful things go through your head that are eating you up inside? But the scary thing is having to let go of this reality that you created in your head about what happened to find out what the truth is. And will it be any worse than what I'm thinking? I'm going to tell you something. If somebody left you in the church, it's because they cared enough to do that. So just know that much. So you might be very surprised in what you find out. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, do we have anyone else who has anything that they would like to share with us this evening? If not, Reverend Reginald, do you have any final words for us? Um, those words were final. With everybody coming together, those words were final. Yes. That's why I went in that order. I just gotcha. I told y'all read I read facial expressions. Yes. Well, you all brought it on tonight. It's wonderful. I'm, I'm <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> Pastor Deanna, thank you very much, both of you. And I'm inspired. Thank you. Thank you very much, much Mr. Vassine. Thank you. Very much appreciated. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if there isn't anything anyone else would like to share with us this evening, we just want to thank each and every one of you. Thank you, Ms. Carol. Thank you, Grace. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Ms. LaVon. Thank you, Mayuri. Thank you, Satish. Thank you, Talisha. Thank you, Mr. Vastine. Thank you, Reverend Reginald. Thank you, Tempest. And thank you, Mr. Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Thank you. And Dion, no problem, Satish. I, I, I think- Yes, sir. I think the role that Ms. Carol played tonight is without a doubt without question, a voice that came from a divine nature and is so soothing, so powerful. And she spoke to all of us. She, this whole evening has been a gift. And, you know, you and Dr. Reginald and, but Miss Carol, she just wrapped it up tonight. And 
wow, it's powerful tonight. I mean, this is, um, the world needed to hear this tonight. <laughs> and, uh, and, and hear the, 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 the struggles that are going on. And that's wonderful. Gifts from God. And I'll just say this now, shut my mouth. I, I generally like to just be a sponge, as I tell you all the time, I'm SpongeBob. Uh, I believe God gives us gifts to make our lives easier, and sometimes we can't see it. When Adam failed in the garden, Adam was living in any, basically an eternal gift a world that was near perfect. And when he failed, God had to start giving mankind all the, the seeds of Adam. He gives us gifts so that we won't be the slaves of this world. And I believe that's what gifts, they free us from a lot of the nonsense in this world. And, and Satan is constantly becking, trying to lure us away from our gifts. And I use this always as a, as a message that keeps me somewhat sane. It doesn't work all the time because sometimes my mind is strays. But any power that is, that is clever enough to lure something out of heaven, that's a, bad, that's a bad force. Anything that can entice anything to leave heaven, to leave perfection, that's a dangerous thing. And I think that's the whole objective that we're, we're constantly fighting things of the, of the unseen, the spiritual world. And when we have gifts, that darkness wants to rob us of those gifts. And when we find the peace and knowing that God gave it to us because it's to make our lives just a little bit better. And there's peace there. So I encourage everyone, and you, when you know your gift, just know that God gave it to you to make living in this crazy world, just an easier, a easier venture, an easier journey. That's all I'm going to say. But other than that, I, I've enjoyed this evening. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Vesting. Thank you very much. So all right, so the power of God, Talisha, in action. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Carol. Ms. Carol always delivers some knowledge to us. <laughs> always. Thank each and every one of you for joining us this evening. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday. Uh, uh, from the words of our CEO, you can plant better. You can dominate. Good night, everyone. Good night.